You're listening to The Wrestling Philosophy Show, where we talk wrestling perspectives and beliefs. Check us out on social media, including video shows on YouTube and audio on podcast platforms. So glad I crossed paths with Jake Elkins. He has a very unique perspective on all angles of wrestling, whether it's nutrition, hydration, MMA, training, whatever it may be. Uh, go check his stuff out on Ironclad Wrestling. I had a lot of fun with this. I hope you can enjoy the, the show as much as I did recording it. What's going on, Jake? How you doing today? What's up, man? How's it going, bro? Good. Where were you joining you at today? Uh, so I'm in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, big city. Ah, big city, big lights, right? <laughs> Deep so, south, dude. Yeah. football country. Yeah, yeah. In the, in, in the mix of that right now. Um, so I guess off the rip, man, what's the origin of Ironclad Wrestling? Man, so uh, I grew up here in uh, in Alabama, right? There's not deep wrestling culture. Um, and uh, I've got two younger brothers, all three years apart. And uh, so we grew up like, I mean, I could tell some more stories. I think everybody says this, but like, dude, I just, I couldn't fathom that anybody possibly worked harder. Like I was, I was like literally killing myself uh, because I, I loved wrestling and I would still show up and get, you know, spanked and uh at nationals and stuff and i couldn't figure out what the deal was and uh i slowly just you know realized like oh there's a there's a better way like it's not work harder isn't always the answer that you know there's this technique thing matters so um uh, went to college finished came back um my brother uh got into the mma scene and, and deep into jiu-jitsu stuff um i was running the club uh, i started the club myself um and uh and we were I mean, yeah, just trying to, like, come back and, and make an impact and, and, like, teach this, like, better way of wrestling, right? And uh, which kind of got me, like, sucked in the rabbit hole. Like, I'm, that's that's where I live now is, like, what is the best way, right? Um, right, right. But we uh, ultimately, like, he finished up his MMA career. He had, like, some concussion syndrome stuff that kind of was, like, he's, like, I need to stop, you know, fighting. Uh, and so all three of us are together. We've got um, – uh, some wrestling parents who really helped us out and made some cool things possible. So we had like a massive facility in downtown Birmingham as of like the quarantine starting literally. So uh, oh, wow. we, we have a, a, a gym, uh, wrestling, jujitsu, kickboxing, uh, you know, fitness stuff, whatever, but we're all, we're downtown training, man. And wow. uh, trying to, to like spread the, the good news of wrestling, right. Uh, spread the gospel, I guess. So right, right. that's kind of, kind of where we are. What's up now? nice so who else coaches there with you and kind of what what is your role and what's the other guys roles so i'm head coach uh i mean i guess i own the place and everything else mm -hmm. um i've got uh, uh my youngest brother uh marcus uh is with us uh, an assistant coach ricky corn uh mm -hmm. who helps as well and then uh my other brother uh, matt i call him tb matt is uh he he kind of runs our jiu-jitsu and kickboxing program he's like around the wrestling he grew up wrestling right but uh He's not, it's like not what he's passionate about, but he, he's there too. So there's really the four of us. And then we have some helping dads and stuff that'll like, they'll, they'll help fill in and stuff. Some other guys who were state champs back in the day. And uh, just, dude, it's, it's awesome, man. Like every wrestling program, right? It's like a great community of people. And uh, right. dude, I couldn't ask for something else. Nice, nice. So you wrestled at Newberry, right? D2. Uh, did you know there you wanted to get into coaching or I guess what, when was that spark? Yeah. So I went to, I went to college uh, and was going to be an engineer. Um, I said I wasn't going to Newberry, and then I like left the the, the office talking money, and I was like, "Man, this place ain't so bad." You know, like, <laughs> maybe I could come here. You know, like, and so uh, 
I showed up. I remember sitting in my in my uh, academic advisor's office, and she's like, "So, what do you want to major in?" And I was like, uh, "Engineering." And she said, "We don't offer that here." And I was like, "When you say you don't offer that, like, what do you like, what do you mean?" You know? She's like, "We literally don't have an engineering program." And I was like, "I thought every school did, you know." So uh, I was like, "Okay, look, I really came here to wrestle. Like, that's why I'm here. Like, let me square with you know." And uh, she was the chair of the education department, and so she slowly got me into education. And then, um, which is what I went, I went to school for that for, uh, it was like phys ed sports management. And, um, and so at the end of like college, I started having this like existential crisis, like in my last year of like, dude, I can't be trapped in a school. Like I'll lose my mind. I'm just not hardwired <laughs> this way. And so um, I, I knew in, in that somewhere, uh, probably my freshman or sophomore year of college that I, that I wanted to coach uh, for sure. Um, but I didn't know, and I didn't even know what, in what capacity. Right. But when I realized that I, I was like, dude, I, I can't go to school and do this. I was, I was shadowing teachers and doing the student teaching thing. And I'm like, not, not I, I, I can't do it. Yeah. You know? So uh, that led to club stuff. And uh, now we do a bunch of online training and stuff and like helping other high school coaches kind of with their programs. And so it's, yeah, it's just been a, uh, a crazy journey. I, I tell everybody like, uh, I, you know, a, this it beats having a real job, and right. two, like I was just too too stubborn to grow up. So like, <laughs> I spent all this time slumming it and and kind of you know solve some problems, I guess, in there. So nice. it's, it's fun, man. I, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not work. It's not a job if you enjoy it, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the theory behind it. At least. Yeah. Like, that's what I keep telling myself. Life's too short, man. Right? Life's too short. Yeah. But you got you got your hands in a few different things, right? some um, nutrition and, and what else i guess talk what else you got yeah so we we have the the, the gym um and so that keeps me uh between wrestling and jiu-jitsu uh, you know at the gym i stay really active i don't really do the kickboxing thing as much okay. i can care less really but uh two we have the other major things are uh nutrition stuff with my vitality it's awesome and then uh we have what i call ironclad methods which is basically like it's like a wrestling philosophy like programming okay. training uh, technique, all that kind of stuff. And so we've kind of built a platform for that and that like onboards people. Um, that's the amount I love it. They're, they're both, uh, I think kind of the direction of things that have got to go with, you know, um, and I, I look at like football culture, the way we use some of these other mainstream sports, the way we view those and mm -hmm. coach them. If you, if you take that, you know, and, and as a metaphor or analogy, and you, you try to apply the same principles to wrestling, like we're just so primitive, we're so far behind. And so mm -hmm. um, my burning desire for wrestling to innovate and get better has kind of led to like uh, my friends who are smarter than me going, well, dude, let's solve these problems, you know? And right. so uh, I'm just in the middle of them. Like, yeah. I'm like the guy that's, I'm, I'm the, uh, I always say I'm the, the cook, right? I'm like the chef that's running around acting crazy, but I can't manage the the kitchen, right. like, nice. don't let me run the restaurant. Just let me, just let me cook the food, you know? Right, right. No, that's a, that's a good analogy. And I, I think um, we kind of talked a little off air on this too, is, you know, the whole wrestling, you know, RTCs and the MMA gyms, I guess, first off, is it mostly wrestling at your place or is it, yeah, is it kind um, of mixable? It's, it's like, I mean, so we just literally started the, the, you know, kind of put all of them together mm -hmm. uh, a couple of, you know, two months ago, I guess now. So okay, cool. Uh, I'm the idiot that decided to open the gym in the middle of the quarantine. Pain. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's that's when it happens, though. But going back to your chef, and that's kind of you know my analogy too on this whole, you know, MMA slash you know wrestling, right? We we got to get eyes on the sport, right? If you go into a new town, right? When you go up to Virginia Beach, where do you eat at? Where where do you go eat? Do you have a set place, or do you kind of just 
go wherever. Uh, dude, yeah. We so now I have a favorite place there, but like uh, okay, usually, dude, I mean, if you're if you're out with a bunch of wrestlers, like they're gonna wind up at like a Buffalo Wild Wings. Like I don't right, care right, where you are. Right, like, right. You're, you wind up at some some chicken wing joint or something. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. The, the idea okay. of what you're saying. So right? so right, wrestling's not always the favorite menu, right? So we gotta yes. kind of attach ourselves to what what kind of the favorite you know cuisine cuisine or restaurant is out there. And right now, MMA and wrestling go hand in hand, right? And we yes. got, you know, we have to have an appetite for it, right? Got to get eyeballs on the sport, right? 100%. And the hurdles are, right? Financial, financials, right? Starting a gym, right? Yes. So I, I don't know. I really think RTCs and these MMA gyms, I think they have a lot to offer, you know, not just wrestling and the, you know, but the whole performance piece, like you're talking about nutrition and the platforms yes. and things like that. But um, 100%. Gotta, no, I think that's it, you know, and that's one like, jiu-jitsu gyms have have been have solved this this puzzle for forever right i mean they they've got you got there's a a, a guy or two or five in every town that that do jiu-jitsu and have a, a prominent affluent school that, that's that's doing well you know what i mean um and they've been doing it for for 30 years or whatever right like the, this like karate model and now with mma it's got a new frontier where we're mixing all these things together and right. I, I just think that like as wrestlers, dude, wrestlers, we, just, we all proud ourselves on this old school, whatever thing, you know, we, we kind of got to, we've got to grow into that. Um, we, we partnered with a, a, a good buddy of mine, Brandon McCatherine, who's a 10th planet guy. Like, oh, high really? up in, okay. Nice. And so we, uh, dude, yeah, I love that stuff, man. Like that's, and it, it's funny as you, you, you just have to have a big open mind to it. And, but that's, that's the frontier. I hundred percent believe that's the frontier. And, uh, man, I think wrestling coaches could get a lot out of like, practicing jiu-jitsu everybody kind of has these preconceived ideas like oh it'll put you on your back or it's karate i'll smash jiu-jitsu dude but like no it's a it's a it's been like maybe the best thing in my journey in the last few years to to be a student again and have to sit down in a class and pay attention right because you start yelling at little kids to be like hey sit still pay attention you know mm-hmm. and then i catch myself at practice being like looking off in the distance <laughs> right, right. right hey what what did he just show like what are we working on again you know so right um, Right. We just yeah. had a, I just had Clip Musser on. He talked about how, you know, his MMA journey kind of helped him as a coach because he had to learn to be the student again. Um, yes. Dude. So powerful. Yeah. But I think that MMA, man, you know, I think three factors to get, you know, we talk about, oh, dual meets will bring wrestling back. I don't think that's the case. I think it's MMA, it's girls wrestling. And I think, I don't, I don't, you know, some people might disagree. I think some, some form of gambling, you know, why do people watch March, March Madness? Right, they yeah. bet on the, bet on the brackets. No, you got, I'm not, gotta you know, be some fandom to it. You know, you gotta create something for the fans out of that. And, yeah, and I hundred percent agree. The casual fans, I think those are the three three pillars. But um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was cool hearing um, Master talk about his path. You know, he's a bad dude, and you know he yeah, uh, he, yeah he uh talked about his path. I mean, I could talk to him for days. But um, so where uh, what Papa Bear? Right? Is that your nick? Your uh, name? Where did that come from? <laughs> Where'd that come from? So, uh, so that came from college. So I, I got engaged. I was engaged in college and, uh, okay. we found out we were, so I, I was already like the old man on the team. Like okay. I just, I was like the old soul, you know, like I, I just, I mean, I would be out with dudes, but I wasn't acting the fool or nothing, right. you know, and mm-hmm. like, dude, you're like the dad of the group, you know, and, uh, I was engaged. Then I found out, we found out we we're expecting, right. So we got married and, and, um, so now I like, am actually a dad on the team and then like my little brother was there it just i always i guess had this like father role so all my all my boys started calling me papa bear <laughs> and it was kind of stuck i guess like uh yeah now my kids heckle me the, the kids of the club are 
Fog Bear, what's up? You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's stuck. That's it, what it won't is. go away. Like I can't. I'm like, can I just be Jake? But like, <laughs> no, it won't go away. So it's stuck, man. It. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I know you're passionate about the whole hydration process. I guess for those that don't know, you know, I guess let's hear your take on that, dude. So, man, it is broken science mm -hmm. like okay so it's what it started in like 2006 right okay uh i was a junior in high school okay. uh, when they implemented this thing for it was like a beta year for, and for the next year they right. really enforced it right because right? college so, started you know early 2000 and kind of trickled down to high schools right yes yeah, yeah. So, so it's so only it, 20 years old you know not even 20 years old right now exactly right. so um science and technology are innovating quickly right and, mm -hmm. and i think the, it was a great first step the idea of what they want to do is awesome but if you really dig into the science, uh, it doesn't do what we're saying that it does, right? So uh, our refractometer is weighing the specific gravity of your urine. It, the, the best way, to, I mean, I've tested, I, I have one, I've tested on this thing a thousand times. It's sort of like looking at your at the tread on your tires to determine if your car is high mileage. Like that, like they, they could be associated, like that could okay. be true, but, but it's not necessarily true, right? Okay. Uh, the amount of urine in, or, or the amount of water in your urine is really like, I mean, you can do a whole bunch of things to change that. Maybe you just change the tires. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. okay, whatever, okay. right? Uh, You're right. Maybe you have new tires on things. So there's, there's not um, one doesn't equal the other. Like they could mm -hmm. be related, but they're not directly related gotcha. because there's so many ways to influence it. So uh, A is the hydration part of it. The second is uh, the Tanita scale they're using is like five to seven percent margin of error. You know, which is like, I mean, a crazy high amount right. when you're talking about this thing. And, and so um, we use an in-body 570, which is, you know, like it's, it's 10 times as expensive, not that price determines how good it is. Right. But it's like 99 and a half percent accurate oh, wow. where the other is 95%. And so in-body in 570. So yeah. So, okay. so it, instead of having, uh, two points of contact or, or four, if you have like the nicer, the nicest version that's needed, like it has uh six, or I guess it's, it's actually eight if you count the other thumbs or whatever, but like, you just get a, a better measurement is the, is the answer. And it gives you a bunch more information than just what exists there. Right. Okay. And so e even so, so like we're, we're using like the most primitive version of this. Like there's the scale that we weigh in on like all the time, chicken rate of practice. Mm -hmm. And then there's like this, the, the scale that they're using now. Well, like the one that, that we've been experimenting with is like a Ferrari related to it. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so that's what the in body 570 is a scale you step on? Yes. Are yeah. So it's attached it's anywhere scale. else or it, it, it's a scale, but you're holding handle like uh, hand okay. leads okay. or whatever. And it sends a wavelength through you. And so we've been like partnering with in body and, and trying to work with them on a bunch of the stuff too. Um, basically you have to, I mean, there, there's, some, there's some hurdles to being able to use that device uh and like getting them officially approved and stuff like that but mm -hmm. it, that's definitely the future right so a is like using a more accurate test for the mm -hmm. thing you know what i'm saying uh you can't be using body calipers and pinching somebody to determine the right I, I can't you know i was telling you wrestle i can't but uh you know same thing you they do this you know subscap all this stuff well you know what if you got a big big legs and a, you know all that stuff and i remember some of my teammates they're, they're just short squatty guys and they weren't so we got the bod pod testing, you know, that was, yeah. A cool, yeah, yeah. Go underwater. Yeah. You got to blow all your air out, right. It's water displacement. And I, I think that's a little more accurate, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that's a much better way to do this, to mm -hmm. do the same thing. Right. So I remember that it, like yesterday, I was like, yeah, you didn't blow all your air out. I'm like, I, I'm, <laughs> I can't, I can't no. do it anymore. 
we we did one uh and you, you sat in it was like black pot but you like just sat in like an egg so you weren't underwater but you're just sitting okay. in the thing and i and you had to just sit there and like it was uh yeah i was like dude what are we doing you know <laughs> right <laughs> put you in this thing and shut it on you like <laughs> so that like the a is 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 uh the accuracy of the test okay right but but really one of the big things i, I call it kind of like a cliche version of heaven right we're, we're not like educating these kids on what to do to do that they're just kind of like hey like they're so the idea is that they're going to be healthier and less stressed out or whatever they're going to get certified for this weight class well yeah. we're not doing anything to lead them up to that right right uh, and that's what my vitality does provide like nutrition consulting and, and all this stuff in addition to testing because like all they're doing is cutting weight six months out and and trying to pass this test that they don't know if they're going to pass or not because they don't know how to pass it really right you know what i'm saying where are the field goals uh, and what I, do they got you know they don't there's gas yeah there. like i i, I uh, again i call it the cliche version of heaven like where you you, you die you show up at the pearly gates and saint peter's like hey you made it or you didn't and you disappear <laughs> to the clouds <laughs> that's a good like, point right and so uh it's and so it, anyways but like there's got to be education on the front end of that where because right now you know we kind of say oh we're teaching healthy lifestyles and all this stuff but if if we're not actually teaching them they're going to invent ways to do the stuff right which is mm -hmm. which has been the problem forever is you have these kids who have uh, all the motivation in the world uh, mm -hmm. but no knowledge to, to meet right. with and so that's what leads to this gap in what they're doing and you know and and doing crazy unhealthy things like I know you did like I did. Right. You know, just like, stupid stuff. You know, that you, yeah, you shouldn't be doing you don't want kids doing that as a coach, right? And then and then even then, if you we kind of think think of like if you make weight, uh, then we think that that's success. You know, we're not with the in-body 570, like you can measure uh someone like the the change in their body, you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> so uh, I mean we've got kids getting what you know for super 32, which is this weekend, and mm -hmm. we've been testing them all along the way. And so you know, if they spend six months lifting weights and getting stronger, or whatever else, only to lose that muscle mass on the way to the scale, like it was all for nothing. They should have just been training their technique the entire right. time. Why, why don't they pick up a single weight? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Uh, and so if you, we kind of associate making weight with success or, or, or if you make weight and win, then you did it right. Mm -hmm. If you make weight and lose, then you did it wrong. And there's, right. there's a variable in the middle that, that doesn't, whether you win or lose is completely irrelevant or even whether you made weight or not, like, we should be looking at your body composition when you make weight and knowing what your performance looks like. You know, you could lose because you made a bad decision or you got bad technique or the other kid's just better. But like, there's a, there's a physical component that is isolated that we should be measuring along the way. And so uh, like, I, you know, you should be testing two or three times minimum in a single season to kind of track your progress, you know, and then yeah, the, right. the, the inevitable process or, or progression of that is, once you do that, or the, that's just not progression, but the evolution of that is going to be once you're testing a few times, then you start going, okay, well, you know, like a, like a strength conditioning coach, how can I change my programming uh, at wrestling practice so that we're not like losing muscle mass, you know, so that mm -hmm. we are getting stronger and we're losing body fat at the same time. And so mm -hmm. that's kind of where we are with uh, ironclad methods. Like we're, I'm looking at like, you know, we're always trying to invade our technique, but what, what training protocols can we put in for the physical aspect that, so that I know that, um, that we're, we're meeting the needs of wrestling, right? Like right. you can go, you can go run a marathon, but like a wrestler doesn't, shouldn't look like a marathon runner, you know, like right. there's no pride in, I hear coach talk about killing their athletes all the time. I'm like, dude, just because you can get your athletes tired does not make you. Doesn't equate to success, you know, like, right? There's no, <laughs> like, 
in fact, that's the problem, right? We're right. like killing all these athletes mm-hmm. and they're so damn, you know, it's, it's hard. They're, they're tired. Whatever, we're beating them down. And they're like, dude, I don't want to do this, bro. They're like, yeah. I'm going to hang out with my girlfriend instead. You know, yeah, like, it's like, no, thanks. No, it's, thanks. It's, a, it's not a hard decision. <laughs> right. like, we gotta, so you, you got to be wired a certain way. And there's not many people wired that way. Right? That's right. Dude. Like not everybody's commentary brands, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. I mean, and as, as crazy as I was back then, I'm still like, dude, I would not have done that again, you know. Like if you look right. back at it, like I, yeah. I did it once. I'm not yeah. going through it twice. Like, right. uh, or how did how did I let y'all convince me to do this? You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was yeah, I was pretty stupid and you know just I guess dumb enough. You know, you got to. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I was yeah. convinced that if I got my hand raised, that like you know that was the like, measuring I, stick. Like, oh, no. <laughs> right. No, I think technology's come. I mean, like I said, but that was 15, 20 years ago, you know, we were watching, you know, listen to CDs and, you know, DVDs, you know what I mean? So technology, you know, in the real world, is come on, I'm sure we can figure this. This was, this yeah. came out like before iPhones were a thing, you know? So yeah. Like, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Oh man. So I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I hope, you know, the powers that be in the, you know, you know, are reassessing this, I guess, instead of, instead of saying, okay, this is a model, you know what I mean? So, but uh, yeah, my, well, my, my theory on this is that, um, is that it really has to start with, so I think that wrestling coaches are the key holders, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because before it becomes policy or standardized at the top, like that, when I'm talking to coaches now, they all like see the need for, for things like either methods or for my vitality, uh, which I mean, we create those things as a solution in my own program. Right. And now we're right. like, okay, let's do this everywhere. And so, <clears throat> um, they see the need for it, but they're kind of waiting on to get standardized when, when really, I think it, what it's going to take first is coaches going, Hey, this is what I want for my athletes. And then, and then once they, you know, the powers of the be kind of see, Oh, this is taking root and, and having a positive impact, mm-hmm. then they'll standardize it everywhere else, you know, but I, I think it's uh, anything that, that kind of comes big starts to happen like in, in a, a small segment of the population before it goes everywhere. Right. So right. I, I think that it's up to coaches. I mean, really morally and ethically, like we, we see what's going on, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, parents, aren't behind the scenes all the time. They're not in the wrestling room or under the bleachers when mm-hmm. they see these kids breaking and having all these Coaches problems. Coaches are so, day in, day out or there. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're on the front lines with them. You know, you're in the trenches and you're their counselor and all this stuff. So you, mm-hmm. like, as you're talking about this, you know, parents are like, my, my son's not doing that crazy stuff, you know. And I, I went up and talked at a Christian Brothers in Memphis. Um, <clears throat> they've got an awesome program in, in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they, okay, we yeah, went and I've spoke to them. them. Yeah, they're awesome, man. Uh, Derek up there is, is the man. Anyways, we talked to them, and I, I I felt myself like get emotional for a second when I was talking. I was talking to the kids and the parents, and I was like, "Parents, you don't think your kids doing this?" And I was like, "You have no idea. Like, you mm-hmm. have no idea what like the stupid stuff. Like, you'd be so mad if you knew because of the pressure that that you've put on them or the pressure they put on themselves." And mm-hmm. um, it's just quite a thing, man. It's I, again, I'm I'm passionate about it, right? But I no, I just think good. that. Uh, yeah, they're kids, dude. They're gonna do dumb stuff. Like you gotta, right. we, we, we gotta we've, we've been there, right? The kids ain't changing. They're just yeah, dude, like, a path of least resistance we, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. For so, sure, man. Do you think? Uh, I mean, you know, with the embody five seventy, do you think you know along with that, you know, we could simple it down and do mat side weigh-ins at certain levels, or I mean, do you think that would help? So, or I mean, that's go ahead. The barrier to I, I like the idea of mat side weigh-ins. Um, <clears throat> does a lot of things well. I think what you the, the the problem you're gonna have always is mm-hmm. um, is people are going to so 
if you do mat side weigh-ins, it's some people are going to go, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I, that's it. I'm not going to cut weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time we change the policy, there, there, there's people who are competitive. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and so, that edge. Think, yeah, they're, they're, oh, we're always going to want competitive edge. Mm-hmm. So I think if like the real solution, the, the real problem is that people don't know what they're doing. When they make weight, they don't know that they're dehydrated, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're dehydrated, here's a gold nugget for everybody. Uh, they did a, a study of uh, wrestlers at like the 2014 Spanish Grand Prix, okay, in Europe. Okay. And, um, or, yeah, not, in, it, was, it was in Spain. It wasn't, they had, they had this group of, of like European wrestlers they were following and tracking, but it was at the Spanish Grand Prix when they, when they did the thing. And so, um, sorry, getting into my geography here. You're good. You're good. You're <laughs> um, good. I, I'll try. It, it's irrelevant. They did a test yeah. on these wrestlers, okay. And they found if they were below a certain threshold of, of uh, total body water, mm-hmm. that they were 20% slower, weaker, and less explosive, okay? Wow. And so you hear the number 20%, like, what does that mean? Okay, well, take a kid, let's take a high school kid who um, <clears throat> who spends all summer lifting weights mm-hmm. and goes from benching 160 to 200 pounds, you know, and, and not that bench is the best measurement of or wrestling, mm-hmm. right? But like mm-hmm. for the sake of discussion. Right. Uh, because that, that's a, that's a yeah, anyway, it's realistic. So. I mean, dude, you had 40 pounds of your bench press? That's insane, bro. Yeah. Way to go. Okay, like, dude, people, some high school kid would be like, geeked, you know? Yeah, let me know, um, let me know what I got to do to do that, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, dude, tell me what I need to do to add 40 pounds to my lift, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so, but if, if they show up to the, if they show up to the wrestler and they're dehydrated, they, they, they vacuumed off all of that progress because they're 20%. The, the difference in 160 and 200 is 20%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you when you siphon off twenty percent, like that, that's that's what's going to happen. And so now it's like they never they spent six months lifting weights, and because they they vacuumed off the water to get on the scale and have this competitive edge, they're not the same, you know. Right. Um, and so we had, you know, I remember in, in high school or in college, those things it affects type two muscle fibers significantly more than type one. Like these dudes who are fast twitch and explosive, uh, like it affects them worse, you know. And so um, there's a guy, Keno Griffin, uh, division two dude. He, um, <clears throat> man, he's, he's a G, bro. He's a national champ. Um, he'd be the who's who of wrestling. He's, okay. he's just, a, he's an awesome dude, man. Um, so shout out to Keno, wherever you are, bro. But when I was a freshman, um, we were like, so we were three and three in like wrestle offs. We we're the same weight class. Okay. And, uh, in, in practice, like, dude, he would just drum me. Like mm-hmm. he was putting it on me so bad and he, but he'd be a lot heavier. Right. And, uh, he would cut, he was cutting this weight to like make weight. Well, we get the tournament and, and wrestling like an open against each other. And like, I would win or something, you know, right. or, or, or right. he would do so well. And I was like, dude, he's, he's human. you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's human. And, uh, and we always kind of attributed, like, I, I remember wrongfully, like ignorantly, literally like uh, some of the coaching staff or even other athletes, there were times that I thought it like him and, and some other guys who were, like explosive dynamic athletes i saw what they like in practice mm-hmm. when they were when they were cutting weight and dehydrated uh, I, I thought they were just mentally weak because right. i was like dude I, I, i'm cutting weight too like what there's that about? there's that 20 percent, right they're just right lower weaker and then, and you're right and and even more so like i'm here i am i'm not explosive or dynamic mm-hmm. or fast twitching anything so, so you're just right here right. yeah so like it, it, it was affecting me but like maybe it affects me five percent ten percent right mm-hmm. and they were getting the maximum effect so i'm like dude you just got to be tougher and like scientifically like no it, it's affecting them worse because they have these fast twitch explosive muscles that we all say we want in wrestling and so the bottom line is you can't be dehydrated and i think once you so i, I told the whole story to say <clears throat> 
if athletes and coaches understand what's actually going on, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, the current, right? If they understand that there's an undertow below the surface, there's not right. 20 foot waves, but what's underneath the surface will kill you. Right. Uh, if they understand that, then they'll, they'll, they'll want to do it right because they're motivated. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Um, mm -hmm. They're not going to like, everybody's motivated to wrestle, but they, they just don't know that they're, they're failing. They don't know that there's, there's stuff slipping out, slipping through the cracks, you know? Right. So I, I really think, Education, no matter if weigh-ins are 24 hours out or or four hours out, two hours out, or mat side, you have to have the education so that people want to do it right on, on the way there because they see the benefit to them because that's what's going to motivate them is the, the competitive edge. Right. If I think I'm not going to cut, like, cut weight or dehydrate or whatever and I'm going to diet down and it's going to give me a, a real edge that I can quantify, then I'll do it that way. Otherwise, like, yeah, dude, I, I think I'd rather just eat garbage and you know, I'll suck the weight off like I have for forever, you know, which we all did. So but it really is an education piece. But I mean, there's a case to be made for shifting around time of weigh-ins and stuff, you know, but it's, yeah, it's all information based in my opinion, Like, Right. No, there's the data's out there, like you said, and the technology's, you know, here now. So, I mean, it'd uh, be interesting to see where it's headed, but uh, no, glad you shared that Embody 570. That's something I've never heard. You know, I've been involved in the sport and just kind of assumed, okay, this is the way it is. But now, now you got me thinking, okay, there, you know, what's going the, on the out there? The real barrier is like, <clears throat> is that they're, they're so expensive. I mean, they're right. crazy expensive. Um, you're, you're looking at over 10,000 bucks for a scale, you know? Okay. Um, but that's kind of where, like what we were doing is like basically Ubering these things out, Airbnb, you know, these scales. Okay. So we, okay. we own a few of them. So it's like- So it only take a handful of- to go around the state or whatever, you know, yeah, for you, whole you, don't state. Need, yeah. you don't need a handful and you mm -hmm. can, and you can make this thing and, happen. And they're charging time. right now for these hydration tests as it is, right? Would you, don't would you get me started. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a, $30, like, right? $30 for you guys. In Alabama right now, it, so uh, I don't know, every, every state's a little different. In Alabama, it's $30 to certify. It, it used to be 20, it was $30 this year. Um, and so we're, I'm trying to, my vitality is trying to take over that contract. I don't know that that'll, that'll happen, but I'm, I'm working hard on it, right? Wow. Because um, well, thirty bucks a pop, and that that uh, you can that pay for five seventy would pay for itself, <laughs> and then some. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's such yeah. a mess, man. And and now with technology, I mean, you can be. There's no reason like people can can cheat on the data in data entry stuff mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Like it, it it documents every part of the thing. You know, there's ways to to have it upload immediately into like an app or into software, so that there is no like there's no human to change and tweak the you know what, coach what, do you guys use here. track wrestling in, in alabama or what do you guys use for the yeah yeah okay, they okay, use okay. track wrestling for everything okay. and so okay. it's um like there's, oh, yeah, there's but the, like you're getting the saying though the variance and you know guy changes the subscat pinch and and there's already a variance to begin with so yeah. i mean that variance is crazy so but yeah Dude, we, we were in, in high school i mean in college of valid man he's a, he's a savage he, he was a heck of a coach he, he put a Put together a bunch of diesel recruits but we um man it, we we did the the scat thing and he'd be pinched i'm like that's my bicep like yep you got you got 22 percent body fat i was like bro i'm not i'm not making 184 again like there's no <laughs> way, no way. No, don't try to do it yeah yeah like I, I already see what's going on here yeah they're like no that's a good pinch right there you know so so you went from 184 then to heavyweight huh how, yeah, talk so, about that kind of journey, I guess. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, it went from so when I was a sophomore, I, I lost from 225 down to 184. Okay. Um, and I would like my routine was to wake up day of 10 pounds over, 
cut the weight off and wrestle at five. You know, like that was every day. I was. What would you lose in practice day. normally? Uh, I guess what was your seven. name? Seven. I was oh, pretty wow. standard, like like seven pounds of practice. I like, wish I could. I was a little guy, so I wish I could do that. Yeah, I was good to get like four. You know, I'm like, oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Well, it's like a percentage. You know, you start thinking about like percentage. Right, of body right, weight perc- stuff, right, but, right. But 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 yeah, hundred percent. Like, <laughs> dude, thank God that I have like overactive sweat glands. You know, or whatever. <laughs> like, I sweat like a horse. Right, uh, right. And so I, I was I was cutting a truckload of weight to make weight uh, as a freshman sophomore, and then. I actually redshirted. I was uh, I medical redshirted that year, and so I had like a whole. I, I was starting as a sophomore, medical redshirted uh, in the middle of the season, and so I had like you know basically a year to put size on immediately. And mm-hmm. so uh, we had like at eighty four, like our guy took thirty, and we had national champs at ninety seven heavyweight, Keno Griffin oh, wow. and Cy Wainwright. And then the next year, Cy graduated, and then Bryant and Keno were back. And they were going to bump up. So um, basically, they were like, "Hey, we don't have a heavyweight. Like, step in the lineup." You know, that was our that was our, our group of four. It was it was nasty, bro. But we nice. uh, and so I made the transition. I was like, "Hey, I'll, I'll go up or whatever, and just not cut weight. Like, I'm cool with that." And so, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, that started a different journey where I was trying to just like get bigger and stronger and, and lift all the time. And uh, had some really cool dudes. Zach Anderson was one of my teammates who was like. He's top ten in the CrossFit games. Oh, so wow. he was really? like, yeah, he was. Oh, the, the next wow. year, he moved in and was a training partner of mine, and so Jeez. we were lifting weights all the time together. And he was he was showing me the way of the world. You know, nice. it was, that's it cool. was a, it was a group of killers, man. It was a lot of fun though. Uh, that was definitely a long term transition. I was struggling with this idea of like, do you just weigh more, you know, mm-hmm. and, and be like fat and sloppy, or do you have to be functional, or does it matter mm-hmm. if you weigh too much, or or can you can you weigh 225 and be successful and i was just showing all these like philosophical right. ideas you you're know? still a kid too right you're trying to like okay you know he, yeah i'm yeah. 20 years old you know like and i'm like dude what's the most important thing and no nobody had the answers you know mm-hmm. like that was probably early in my in my quest for like the best way like mm-hmm. i was like i don't know what what is best you know do i need to weigh enough or do i not so i i became like a guinea pig for my own ideas no that's so cool it's probably you know, learned a lot and you know i can implement that at ironclad that's pretty cool now you, yeah. you touched on the injury you know that that's something else you know with the hydration too i mean i'm and i don't know the facts facts and figures but i'm sure dehydration has to account for some injuries you know just you know not you know not you know react in the right way or whatever it may be right 100 100 yeah i mean and and a bunch of so yes that's very true um man it's it's a huge thing with uh i mean you just get banged up you know everybody's mm-hmm. cutting weight you, right. everybody it, empirically like the empirical evidence if you've ever cut weight man like you know you take all this muscle this water out of your body like you're you're softer you know or mm-hmm. you, it's not soft when you land like your joints are sharp your hip bones are sticking out you know right. like right. Every, you just get banged up my and then, my youth coach put it this way you know he put it simply about you know being hydrated and this is you know in the 80s he's like your body's whatever percent you know water right yeah. he's like you take that sponge right weigh it right that's you're using a sponge you need to have it wet you don't use a dry sponge he's like that's right now you dry it out and you weigh it it's lighter but it doesn't do any good right and then that's your 100% a sponge, right. right i mean that and i was you know little i'm like man i guess he's right you know our body if it's made 80 percent of water whatever it is you know but yeah it's, it's a sponge right you can't use a dry sponge right i mean i guess you can no dude, that's that's legit <laughs> I, I love that i'll yeah. i'll steal that man that's freaking yeah. that's serious yeah. uh, I, I i love that i mean that's 
really, dude, I mean, uh, another thing. So my, my brother, I told you, he, you know, he, uh, he's three years younger than me and he, he went to Newberry with me and then transferred okay. out. He's like, man, this is what I want to do. Um, Cody Garbrandt was one of our teammates. So okay. My Cody. brother used to roll with Cody and, uh, uh, my youngest brother, hey Cody, yeah, he, he's a they, boy. Yeah, yeah, they butted heads and he knocked my brother knocked his tooth out. And then uh, my other brother, second second Otis, he's uh, his wife's from Cody's hometown, so uh, they know it. They you know it's a small town <laughs> thing, so yeah, we're big Cody Garbrandt fans for sure. That's yeah. awesome. Man. He's a he's an awesome dude, bro. Awesome yeah. guy. Yeah. He um so him and him and my my middle brother, you know, we're talking about it, and, and Cody early on was like, brother, you can't make any money wrestling like. Mm-hmm. He's like, I ain't staying here to do this. Like, I'm trying to go make money, you know. And nice. so, yeah. Which I was it. like, wait a minute, is he is he dumber than me or smarter than me? <laughs> <laughs> and so it worked out good for good. You know, shout out to No Love, dude. He's the man. Yeah, but, he is. So, so my brother Matt, that was kind of he was like, dude, I'm going home to do that too. So he went home and started training, but he was cutting a truckload of weight. So he he basically quit wrestling because he, he didn't like cutting weight. He was wrestling at 165. And uh, mm-hmm. he was like, man, I ain't doing this. Like, screw this, whatever. Yeah. Well, he wound up fighting professionally at 155. You know? oh, <laughs> so geez. I was like, I'm like you bro, <laughs> you, you quit. You gave up a, a full ride scholarship for, you know, to, <laughs> to cut 10 more pounds. Yeah. yeah. But he, uh, and so in that, he, he, we, he and I talked a bunch about it. So he had like pretty severe concussion syndrome stuff. Okay. And he really believes in, and now he's like, been seeing a bunch of doctors about it. And they were kind of confirming that, but like, Basically, he cut. You know, he, there's this idea that he cut too much weight, and right. And well, that's you know, why you can't. UFC does a 24-hour weigh-in, right? So your brain's right. Yeah. Right? So yeah. So you can. Um, but but even then, like, there's a you know, there's kind of an idea. So as as you're pulling that weight down, you're still taking you're still taking impact, like in training a little bit. Even right. if you're trying not to, like, your brain, your body's just not made to run without water, right? And especially your brain, like, it it, it has an impact. You can't suck that much water out of your body. And then put it back and think that it doesn't have some type of impact, you know, like a, a hangover type thing right? on, on your body, especially your brain, uh, on just the neurons and everything. And so he, um, whatever, he's got some, con- he had definitely concussion stuff going on. He was messed up for a minute, um, oh, that's nice. six months. He was, he was struggling. And, uh, and I've got a couple other friends who kind of had something similar, mm-hmm. but we, anyway, the, the, the idea of it was, Hey, this dehydration thing and taking impacts and con- like the, the, the science between not being hydrated and, and uh, the effects of concussions is mm-hmm. let me directly related. And so right. um, he, he kind of, he did a bunch of like uh, case study stuff with a few doctors that was just, again, like how I it was somehow attached to this and had any knowledge of it. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy, but um, they're talking about the same thing. Like, Hey, being dehydrated is hard on your body in every way, but it's very impactful in concussions, which is obviously a buzzword in 2020. You know, right. that's like, the frontier of what we're trying to learn and care about whatever so um yeah being dehydrated is bad on every front even if you don't you're like no dude i'll just tough it out and do it like it messes you and up back man. in the day that was a norm you know my dad had concussion issues he had a that's just back in the 70s you know he had several you know sophomore high school that you're done they don't that was yeah. the 70s they knew it was something serious and you know back then it was you know doing football without water and all that you know what I mean? it's like everything yeah, you're not supposed to do right and he's a workhorse, but you know, he definitely, you could tell you had some impact, long-term impacts and who knows it could have been from hydration, but I mean, what, yeah, what, what, uh, what positives are we getting out of being dehydrated? Right. I mean, there's nothing. Right. So dude, it sucks the life out of, you know, we were talking about this before we got started about, uh, you know, your, your journey at Kent and, yeah. and even mine too. Like, dude, it just, you're like, bro, I, I don't want to do this. You know, yeah. like yeah. this thing that you love wrestling, you're like, bro, I'm, you know, you, 
it just sucks the life out of you so fast, you know, man. The, the mm-hmm. viscosity of your blood changes. You get tired walking up a set of stairs. Oh, gosh. You know, and you're like, dude, I'm supposed to be a sweet athlete, and, and yeah. I, here I am, you know, I'm tired walking up steps. You're like, dude, I just – I want to go hang out with my girlfriend and, and drink water. A simple necessity of life. Just give me water, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. It's, it's so crazy, man. It really is. Uh, concussions are a whole nother world too, man. That's a, right. You know, I, I just, and they're important, dude. I, I didn't right. understand those. We had uh, in college, uh, we had this, I call him Dr. Drew. Uh, Drew, um, I think of his last name, man, man. He's awesome. He was he was with like the, the Buffalo Bills, like in Cincinnati okay. there. Wow. And then he came down and took over Newberry. He like left there and went to Auburn. He's awesome guy. Um, Drew Hamlin. Okay. And so Drew, uh, he had us take these like these uh, like baseline tests before the season. Mm-hmm. It was it was concussion testing, but it, it was kind of like this. If you haven't taken one, it's kind of like it almost feels like an IQ test, but like mm-hmm. it's measuring like your reaction time right. as, with the yep. mouse and how fast you can click on stuff. And right. All these things, you know. And so I was like. Some people on the team were like, dude, that was that was hard, bro. I'm like, what's like, right. like, wrong with you? Right. Uh, and even that, I, you know, that's not even perfect science either, because you know, I you know, I coach and you know, kids are like, take it slow. That way if you get a concussion, you can get back in. It's like, yeah. like, no, no, take the darn test, right? And so the doctors have relative data, right? Well, and, and he he kind of got us all because he didn't he didn't tell us what it was. Right. Okay. So right. we weren't like it was still new okay. then, right? At the time, yeah, at the time it was new, so we didn't we didn't know what it was. So it was kind of the perfect experiment. Um, mm-hmm. So we did it, and, and, you know, and, and uh, it, like everybody was trying. Like I don't hear it's like it's like we're gonna see what our scores are, and so right. we did it in study hall. And I mean, it was it really was the perfect experiment the way he played it. And so he, uh, I don't know if he got it right by chance or intentionally, or whatever. But mm-hmm. but we took the baseline test later in the season. Like I get dinged in the head hand fighting with zach crossfit games man oh, <laughs> of course we're we're like a fist fighting practice right and he was like hey man like uh he's like take this test for me i'm, I'm like in the training room before practice my like, hey i gotta go get ready you know he's he like, knew, oh, he knew something was up yeah he's like he's like, i'll say the test you know and i'm like i'm like dude i don't have time i'm gonna be late like i gotta go and uh, he's like he's like look dude just just take it like mm-hmm. it's fine and so i come back i'm like drew i took your test like I'll see you, bro. He's like, well, just wait a second. Sit down with me, you know. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna get killed for being late. So we look at it, the test, and he and dude, he showed me like on the computer the difference. You didn't know that, right? I mean, you're if your your bell is wrong, you don't know where yeah, you're at. No idea. Right. It was it was crazy because it I, because I did try. Like I wasn't. I was like, I, when they were doing it again, I knew what what it was about, and I'm like, right. yeah, I've got to do good on this because I'm trying to go train. Like we got determined next week you know right and uh yeah i wound up having to sit until i could pass the test and like repeat the thing and it was it was wild dude that was uh learning about that you know i I definitely was like okay there's there's more to this you know yeah there's a lot there's going back to the science and the data i mean it's a whole nother you know there's such a lag right like there's a lag between how fast technology is happening and you know, wrestling, like especially wrestling too, right? Because we're, you know, don't have the, you know, football. I'm sure they have all the, the greatest and best stuff regarding the concussion. Yeah, there, right? there's and a bigger budget for that stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, right. I mean, that's why I think of RTCs and, you know, the MMA gym. I think, you know, if they find that happy medium, you know, you know, I don't know. There's something there, right? Share them resources, the resources, equipment, you know, you yes. need the same, you same equipment. They're high level athletes, right? So, you know, they're going to need the same things. And so, there just has to be ways to make money 
and uh, you got to find a way to put money in wrestling and Mm -hmm. and it can't be this poor man's sport all the time that we kind of pride ourselves on man you don't need anything to show up and you know you're you're right yeah we're everyone's asking for donations donations uh you know you know at fresno state right now you know asking for donations that's i mean obviously good but we can't rely on donations and that's uh, right i I don't have the the magic formula strategy yeah i I don't have it all solved either you know what i mean but like when i i mean but there's a there's a way to do it you know mm-hmm. like we're so we're not a nonprofit. we're we're a, we're an LLC. Mm-hmm. and uh i was talking to you know a couple of coaches and they're like you know uh, we were so uh i went with the cadet greco team overseas last year i remember we sitting oh, at the table nice. and, and uh lucas lucas stell you know lucas man he's, he's awesome he's up in wisconsin i was sitting okay. at the table with him and him and zach dominguez uh who runs mwc in in uh, nebraska okay. they're both awesome coaches kind of i mean really good coaching buddies Okay. He's like, yeah, so what do you do? You know, and I was like, oh, I coach wrestling. He's like, yeah, but like you live in Alabama and what do you do? I was like, bro, I, I coach wrestling. You know? <laughs> he was like, look, <laughs> Luke is awesome. Dude. He's, so, he's a fire plug. He's like, look, dude, I do diesel mechanic work. He's like, I own my own shop. And I, but I coach wrestling because I love this. And I, so I do both of them. I was like, mm-hmm. he's like, what do you do? And, uh, it was it, it was a it was a funny conversation, but he that's he was saying the same thing. He's like, dude, like if you only do that, you either work at a college, you work for a nonprofit, mm-hmm. or like you have a, a day job, like you sell insurance or, or you own your own business or something, you know. Right. And so, and and the reason that it's that way, like that's sad. It's not like a we got to figure it out. It's mm-hmm. it's sad, you know. The only reason I still do this because I was I was too stubborn to get a real job. No, you know? that's good though. No, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But we gotta find a way for there to be money in wrestling because. Once that happens, other other things will come into it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's getting those eyeballs, like I said earlier, and you know, having the chef. I mean, really get back to that chef thing too. Is you know, you know, I, I really, you know, tonight's that rock from uh, Nitley Lion. You know, obviously Kale has a lot of s- sway to the sport, and you know, it's going to take someone like Rockfin or you know, you know, Flo or Tra- you know, Flo kind of you know led the way with the media portion but you know, as far as, pioneers in, in that area you know right? I mean? But the next you know 2.0 needs to be okay. Who's streaming these events? Because if you have all three, just sharing eyeballs right yeah and one has to take that lead and you know i don't know if it, you know they partner with a like i said i don't know right or wrong but gambling i don't know you know you got to get the fringe fan you know that's a reason they put there's a you know college football they're put people are putting money on it and they're watching it Bro. right march madness yeah, they, I, I mean they're doing I, the college scene you know i'm not so if one of these streaming companies rtc and they start you know the money lines and things like that you know they get a cut or whatever i don't know how that works i'm sure that's you know but uh the streaming service one of them has to take the lead and kind of jump you know, be the, you know, just like UFC, right? You have UFC, that's the main dog, right? And you have Bellator. So, I mean, hopefully, yes. you know, Rockfin is that or whoever flow kind of reinvents, reinvents itself. Maybe, they, you know, but, um, you know, it's, uh, we got to get, got to get those eyeballs, right? And I think it's huge, man. Like, you know, and every, uh, you say gambling, and so there's only certain people who are turned off by it immediately, mm-hmm. but like, there's, there's, you know, fantasy football, like put money right. on it or don't put money on right. it, right? But there's got to be a fan right. thing to that. And, and I'm not, you know, the, the, the end is worth the, the, the means. Do you yeah, know what's our, the what's other life? options right now? Do you want the, you know, Fresno state cut or do you want, you know, people putting their money there instead of football? Right. That's right. Like yeah. I, dude, I have so many friends who uh, I don't I hardly watch NFL football because I live in the South. There's not NFL yeah. teams. Like yeah. I watch here. Alabama on Saturday, you know, yeah. like that's what I do. So, so that's we, your team, Bama. Bama. Yeah, yeah, Rock my, my brother's wife. They're 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 huge Bama fans. I don't know why, but it's a on. it's a cult, but, dude. It's a cult. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ohio but, State yeah. up here, but go on. That's, and so, um, but like there, there's a bunch of these guys that I mean, they don't care about 
you know, any specific team or whatever else, but like on Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. they're all sitting at like some sports bar right. or they're, they're, if they're out, like they're watching on their phone and they're mm-hmm. jumping games because right. they've got a fantasy team and they've got players on these teams and they care about each one of them. So everyone else getting viewership. Right. And, and it, this, that idea, um, it puts money in the thing. Right. And it right. creates a fan. Uh, uh, the fan is excited now about what's going on. Right. There's, that's that's got i mean i'm a thousand percent with you on that like yeah. that's not my thing to solve like, I'm not no that no it's it's a hope uh the idea of I, that is is real you know right no it's definitely real like i said it, it's gonna take someone like kale or you know and he's probably not want to be the guy either right he's kind of this is my mission is but you know someone like him or whoever at, at the top kind of takes that initiative that okay we're gonna you know, partner with this company. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still no, I'm a lot, lot floating up round up here. You know, I don't have much hair. There has to be innovation. There has to be innovation and where there's, where there's dollars or where, where there's a, where there's a prize, right? Like mm-hmm. if, there, if there's a carrot at the end and I can mm-hmm. make money doing it, mm-hmm. somebody will figure out the best way, right? Like right. that's capitalism, you know? And right. so right. if, if somebody can, if we can develop a platform for that, right. like, you know, Nitty Line will figure out how to leverage Rockman, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's and, hope. And that's hope. I mean, I just, that, that's such a thing, man. There's gotta be on, on every, there's so much room. I just think what the, the wrestling right now is still so primitive, it's so archaic, you know, right. and, and a big reason of that is because there hasn't been what we're talking about right now, like money in the sport, you know, right. In, in jujitsu, like there's, there's some dude who's, who's 50, who's been making money doing jujitsu for the last 25 years. Like and it, it wasn't cool 25 years ago, but he was doing it. Right. And so for 25 years, he's been developing technique and training systems and protocols and, you know, and so like, and to get in, I, I don't know anything about jujitsu, but isn't it like a high price point to get in their tournaments? Is that kind of why is there money? Oh, or? dude. Yeah. Like you can't get into tournament for less than like 80 bucks. Oh, um, so, I mean, wrestling's like, you rarely see that, that price tag, right? Thing, bro, we have, so I, I served on the boards here and did the full circle. It was like a small group of guys running, basically uh, <clears throat> run Alabama wrestling, which it's not 80 tournaments, you know, it's, it's 25 or something. Right. Okay. But, um, it's, but it's like three people doing all the things at one point. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's full of amazing people, but it's been this, mm-hmm. this cycle of people, you know, there's, there's three to five people who are crazy passionate and they do it for three, for three to five years mm-hmm. and then they're burnout and then three to five more come in. And, and so it just, it's an ongoing thing, right? Mm-hmm. All the people who've ever been involved are awesome. Um, and so it's no cut on any of them, but like, that was something that I was kind of pushing. And I was definitely like, uh, I was like, Hey dude, we got to raise the price point. Like you either, you know, it's gotta be more expensive to show up and wrestle. We gotta, and, and if there's more money, then we can increase the quality of these events and have a better experience for everybody there. And it was the same idea of what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And but people were like, dude, there's no way, like it can't be more than $15 to wrestle freestyle and then 15 more dollars to wrestle Greco. Like that's crazy. I was like, what right yeah. right, right. Like, if you put it for zero style. yeah if you put it on for zero you actually lose people because like oh you know they, they won't show up day of oh, i don't have anything invested right uh, i'll register right. for zero dollars and then day of oh, i'm gonna and then as a tournament director you're scrambling because that guy scratches and creates more work right so that's right yeah it's just and I you mean, don't want to price it out where you know people don't have the money but you know that's where if you get the clubs and the RTCs to be involved, you know, if you have the youth program going through there, they might have some funds to take it's, care of those kids. You know, we all know those parents that take care of the kids that don't have the money. So that's right, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, there's always, right. Mm-hmm. Always there's people who need wrestling. There's there's, and then like, 
there's there's wrestling needs something needs people and then there's there's people who need wrestling right and right right for sure camera, for sure like you gotta just you gotta be willing to help both you know and mm -hmm. and like those people are willing to help wrestling wrestling needs mm -hmm. to help the, the people on the other end that that you know need that help that help and so um it always is that way right you just gotta find a happy medium but like mm -hmm. we gotta take uh i know a guy he used to always say you gotta take the cookies off the bottom shelf right like the cookies are on the bottom shelf everybody like everybody's gonna have uh, i never heard that i liked it okay you gotta put them up and so uh get them off the bottom shelf so that and let people pay for the cookies they all want the cookies you know what i mean mm -hmm. um that's so there's there's something to that too right like mm -hmm. dude I, i'm all about it man i i really love what you're doing here this creates no. kind of open platform to talk about this kind of stuff man i mean there's yeah i, I could talk about different different sectors of this for forever man no uh, it's good i I could know. Yeah, it's uh, let me know. I'll, I'll I'll come on here and chat with you anytime, bro. Drink some okay. coffee and, and chat it up. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm glad. I um, like I said, uh, been wanting to get you on here. What uh, you have anything else to talk about? What what kind of music you guys play in the room? Or what, did you have an entrance song at Newberry? Or were you? Uh, oh, dude, no, we didn't have an entrance song, man. We right. we jump around. We 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 listen to everything. Okay. The, the kids will. I'll play. Uh, Dude, I, like, it, if they get in trouble, I'll play like Kids Bop or something. You know, like, like, you listen to this stuff. Uh, Putting on yeah, your we, daughter's we playlist. They'll, they'll bust on me. They'll come in early on a Sunday, and I'll have like some some Christian music playing. You know, and they're okay. like, Coach, look, church is over. You know, like, <laughs> so we we literally listen to everything, man. They uh, they like to get up, get on the ox as long as it's clean. I let them play it. Nice. Um, just letting it be fun, you know. Um, Dude, yeah, I'd love to come on here sometime and talk to you, talk more about like wrestling training philosophy. And okay, like, no, yeah, like I wanted to get into that, but obviously we had some good other, other conversation. We'll no, have dude, we'll have we, you back we, on, and because that was on my list to ask you. Okay, what you know, you know, obviously, you know, you have wrestling, but you have these other, you know, mixed martial arts there. So how do you kind of implement? And we can we, we'll get into that. We'll we'll have you back on. We for do sure. this other time for sure, bro. Yeah, uh, and, uh, there's there's man, it's just uh, everybody we all got to be willing to get better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and right. I, I think I'll, I'll say this and then and kind of shut up unless you have more questions, but like uh, there's this idea that of, uh, I call it the T chart. Okay. Right. And so um, wrestling is full of amazing people. So you got this huge T, right. Mm -hmm. If uh, people like who, who know about wrestling, when you first get into wrestling, you're, you're below them, like mm -hmm. on the, on the ladder. Right. And mm -hmm. so, they're always willing to help these people down here. And these people will go, man, I don't, I don't know what's going on. They'll, they'll ask questions and, and you kind of slowly come together. But like what happens is at, at some point, uh, this person decides like th they think that they're closer to you than they are. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they stop asking questions. And if you try to help them, like you kind of know, Hey, you're, you're way down here still. We're not close. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to help this person. And they, they start giving like giving the yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I know, I know. And you're like, you don't know yet. I thought I knew, but you don't know. Uh, and then, and so they kind of stop asking for help. Mm -hmm. uh, or if you actually get like up, right. And you was, and you start to become kind of either close to them or, or even with them, mm -hmm. you become a competitor. And so as you become more of a competitor and you're, you're horizontal on the T chart, uh, then information stops getting shared because there's this idea like, and you, you might, you know, still talk wrestling or whatever, but you won't give away your golden secrets. Cause if you do, right. there's this idea that they might jump you and move. And they might steal the secrets right? Or on the T-chart. Yeah. Like right. you might get better th than me. And now all of a sudden I'm, I'm behind you just cause I helped you, you know? Right. And uh, right. so I call it the T-chart because like either 
if you're down here, like pride prevents you from asking questions up the ladder, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or if you don't care about pride, at some point it stops getting shared because this person sees you as a competitor. And, and it's just this, this, this idea of why information doesn't get shared and why there hasn't been innovation. And, and so I, I love what you're doing here, dude. And, oh, and thanks. No, I'm, I'm trying to learn as a coach. I'm trying to learn as a coach and kind of, you know, meet new people and learn. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, 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 I like that analogy because it's a, made me think of, uh, uh, it was one of the flow documentaries on Penn State. <clears throat> you know, Mike Mal was talking to Kale. He's like, oh, I know you guys do this in, in practice. And then Kale's like, what are you talking about? And like, you know, Mike <laughs> Mal knew, like, this is what you guys do. And, and Kale was like, man, can't let that secret out, you know. But so uh, I, I have yeah. a kid who wrestled at Penn State a couple of years ago, Nick Weldon. Uh, he was there for, for like a year and a half. And he was like, dude, I, I just literally can't afford tuition here. You know, like I, I got to go. And so, um, but he was, he was all the time giving me these, these nuggets, man. Like he was, yeah. he was like, dude, this is what we're doing. Like, and I'm like, bro, what? And he's like, yeah. Listen, like, yeah, me talking about this. Super secret knowledge. Yeah. Sanderson you know? secrets. Right. Oh, it's a, uh, it's such a, it's like this. Yeah, dude, it's, it's the secret recipe, bro. It's uh, it's like, he's got a, he, he knows something that the rest of us don't almost man. It's, hey, well, he's teaching a lot and you know, hopefully that kind of a secret secret slowly get out there hopefully they'll but work uh, their way out dude. Yeah. those guys will be out doing their own thing and it'll 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 spread and right and then the sport will evolve right sport and, that, and that's my thing with this hopefully you know share a story you know what what you're talking about may spark you know everyone there's new coaches every year right just like any yep. anything so hopefully we can uh share some stories get to know you know people in the sport a little better you know, we'll see where it heads i don't know still new to this whole thing so any feedback let me know but um Dude, this is awesome, man. Just it being an organic thing like it is yeah. is sick, man. And, yeah. and uh, you're awesome, dude. I, like I say, I was uh, guy put me on to you, know, and I, I'm yeah. like, dude, what, what wrestling philosophy? I gotta check this out. I'm like, dude, yeah. this is wait a minute, this is my this is my my space, bro. Yeah. And nice. I started nice. following all your stuff, man. It's oh, it's cool. awesome. I, I know you just kind of started your thing. We're doing. We just started our own journey on a couple of fronts, bro. Cool. But uh, well, no, we'll yeah, have man, to we'll have to jump thing. back on. And let you tell more because I mean, I could talk talk for hours on this, but. So where where can people find you if though if they if they don't know you, dude? Uh, we're on uh on, so I'm at Papa Bear Elkins on okay. uh, on the gram or, or yeah. Jake Elkins on Facebook. Uh, okay. uh, our program Ironclad is uh, at Ironclad Wrestling on uh, on Instagram and YouTube or uh, or on Facebook. You can you can check us out too. We got some groups and stuff there too. But uh, yeah, Jake Elkins Ironclad Wrestling, whatever nice. behind us, dude. We'll we'll hook up with whoever, man. Love to love to help some other people push the ball forward. Yeah, do you do you stay just in Alabama, or do you travel the country doing camps, or what? No, we we travel, man, for sure. Okay. Um, dude, we'll we'll hit it up anywhere. I'm I'm starting to travel a little bit with jiu-jitsu stuff too, which is a lot of fun. Oh, oh, oh that's sweet. So we, I coach like a, I'm starting to coach jujitsu guys, uh, in wrestling and some MMA dudes. So that's a lot of fun. So I'm me and I think I'm going to probably try to travel a bit with Brandon, uh, McCatherine. We're going to hit hit a little circuit and do some stuff too. Nice. So cool. Yeah, man. bro. Uh, hit us up. We'll definitely. Yeah. Hit us up. <laughs> Dude, if somebody's trying to get better wrestling, or, or if somebody else like knows the deal, man, we'll get together and collab or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm I'm all about. It. I'm a junkie. Nice. No, I'm glad we connected, man. Thanks, Coach. We'll have to have you back on soon. I appreciate it. You're the man, dude. Appreciate yeah. your time, dude. Have a good yeah. one. You too. If you like the show, subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast channels. If you didn't, shoot us a DM and let us know who you'd like to hear from.